0: Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia, and you know, Master John, Lord Johnny, Hotcake, Yay, me! <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, I had to get you. <laughs> so we're back.
0: Yes. Uh, today we have a special guest. We have Sky. Hey guys, Sky has been here. It's uh, been a little over a year ago, hasn't it? It's been a while. It's,
2: yeah, it's been a while.
0: Yeah. Um, tell our audience how you actually identify.
2: I am a trans woman,
0: but
2: identify as a female first, trans second. Um, she, her, hers pronouns. Yes, yeah. that's the common thing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really been putting pr- that out there, but yeah. I mean. You look at me, I'm one of the lucky ones, you know, I pretty much pass. You yeah. you don't know I'm trans let's tell you.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just I, gonna... I, I noticed when, you know, you come in on your motorcycle and you're wearing your, your boots, and I'm like, oh, she's got teeny little feet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish these bitches were size 11. Well, they I look wish small. They, were teeny. they look small.
2: <laughs> it's an optical diffusion. <laughs>
0: So, (laughs) uh, how did you start all of this? When we we were talking on our last interview, recap for us.
2: Um, Recapping, starting childhood, little bit. um, Earliest memories I can remember you know seven years old putting on one of my mom's bikinis you know mom's laying out in the backyard in a bikini i want to lay out in the backyard in a bikini um. i remember that yeah you know, she thought it was cute let's, let's put the kid in a bikini let him run around in the backyard <coughs> stuffed it full of charmin you know so i'm running around with a little pulse she gave me a polaroid of it so i'm with you know back then mom had wigs you know late 70s so Got a little green bikini on and a wig, and I'm prancing around like mommy's little princess in the backyard. Um, growing up, I always felt like something was different. Something was odd. You know, typical '70s childhood. Growing up,
0: normal family. Um, How old are you now, Sky? I am 50. Damn, I would never have thought that. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that at all.
2: I was accused of being in my mid 30s the
0: other day. I said, I love you. Right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking awesome. (laughs) I was going to say, no wrinkles, perfect skin. I mean, guys,
2: I wish. They're there.
0: Your your eyes are always popping. I mean, they're
2: there. I'm I'm not wearing any makeup today except I rode the motorcycle over. So, I mean, it's hot outside. (laughs) I'm in jeans and boots and. It's hot, so it but it would have melted off by the time I got here anyways.
0: So what about like at the age of 12, 13?
2: 12 and 13, I'm a confused little boy. I'm like, why am you know, buddy parks are wrong, but I'm in a Southern Christian family. You know, mom converted over to come to Presbyterian because that's what my dad was. So we're predominantly going to, you know, dad's church. But my mom's family is Southern Baptist, you know.
0: You, that's hardcore shit. Yeah,
2: you no, that's a cult is what that
0: is. <laughs> Yes.
2: Yes indeed. <laughs> it's a friggin' cult. You know, you no, you don't say the gay word. You don't you know, the word transgender didn't exist at the time.
0: No, it didn't. No, you,
2: know, you didn't you know, when I started showing my feminine tendencies, you know, I wanted to play with my cousin's Barbies or wear women's clothes or experiment with makeup. No, you didn't do that. You know, it, I learned really fast to hide that from my family, and to not show any of that and repress it and you know keep it hidden. And uh, you know, so I did all your typical boy stuff. You know, I was in ten years in the Boy Scouts and I did all the outdoorsy stuff. And, you know, rode PMX. and did all the. You know, growing up, I did got into cars. I was always in the cars. I had you know pres- uh, prescription subscription to hot rod magazine at eight years old and my dad was an electronics tech so i got into electronics and so I, I did all the your typical boy stuff and growing up getting into my teen years i still did all that stuff getting into my early 20s i was you know still doing all that stuff The uh, the religious background and everything weighed really heavy because you don't do that stuff in that that type of family because you just don't you know you uh, you know I, I remember sitting my aunt and uncle were babysitting me one time and and everybody on my mom's side of the family all the men are preachers and all the women do all the good Southern Baptist women things and my mom or my aunt was watching TV, and she got up and she said, "You can put on whatever you want." I was flipping through, and I turned on some kind of a soap opera. And my uncle flipped his lid, threatened to you know, blister my backside. We don't watch that stuff in this house because you know, that's that. But uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs>
1: yeah, it is. You know, listen, growing up Mormon, we didn't watch it either. It was, mm-hmm. it was. A scandalous if my mom would watch soap operas during the day and oh, we'd yeah. go to somebody's house and visit and the soap opera was on We're like oh mom the soap opera's on we can't watch that it was stupid it it's was absolutely stupid, stupid. Damn. yeah absolutely stupid the rules that they have in these cults are just phenomenally dumb
2: yeah
1: it's okay. all control it's all control they don't want you to see anything outside of what they teach you
0: yeah wow uh-huh. I was gonna say I was raised on soap operas. My mom. No, I wasn't soap them. operas. I'm like, this is the
1: dumbest shit I've ever seen. The same thing happens every day for three
2: months.
0: It's fucking uh, awesome. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I go back and you know
2: I'll, I'll look, look at something like a, a video clip from back then. Like, why did I even want to watch that? That is dumb <laughs> but, you know, What was
0: really funny is my mom would always record the soap operas for me and my older brother so like he's in his like 30s I was in my you know my late teens and we'd come home and we we're like oh did you record as real turns well, what about guiding light you know? God. <laughs> but my brother would totally get into it it was great you, know, I'm,
1: you can I'm, skip three weeks and still know what's can. going on.
0: You can't. Oh, yeah, no, right.
1: exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah, I and mean, I'm talking Chris, all the way Christmas back. Christmas
2: Day lasts for six days, and New Year's is two weeks who long. Killed Jr. They're still arguing who killed Jr. Right.
0: You know? <laughs> Love Dallas, man. <laughs> <laughs> soap
2: <laughs> operas was what, fucked
1: up America that's it no. that's why we're here no you bite your opres. tongue
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so
1: Steph what well, was Stefano Steph what was the guy's name on oh, Days yeah? of Our Lives oh
0: yeah you you knew didn't you yeah
1: <laughs> he wasn't even the bad guy it was the good guy that was the preacher that turned into the killer that turned into
0: <laughs> <laughs> so John watched soap operas <laughs> <laughs> So, so, sky. so. But but I, like, I
2: remember my, uh, my cousin and aunt lived across the street from us. And one day I was, uh, she had me clean, helping her clean out her stocking drawer. And she showed me how to stick my hand into the stockings and, and, you know, open up my fingers and drag the stocking across, you know, my, my hand checking for runs in the stockings. And I, you know, I'm like maybe four or five doing this. And she and I were talking on the phone, I guess a year and a half ago, and I, and I remo- you know, recounted this with her. And uh, and I remember thinking, why don't I have a stocking drawer? I want a stocking drawer, too. And And she was like, how do you even remember that? You were so little. I was like, you have no idea how profound that day was for me because I should have had a stocking drawer, and I didn't have one.
0: Damn, you
2: know. And what were her thoughts on that? She was like, "It is unbelievable that you can even remember that, because you were so small." It's like that was such a key day for me, and and that was just one of the things that it felt right for me to be doing. But then I was confused because I didn't have my own stocking drawer. I had socks. I had underwear. Where's my stockings? You know, where, where's mine? But you know, it was key, but it was also confusing for me.
0: Hmm. And do you Just, do you know why? I mean, can you? Oh yeah, they always don't no wear stockings. Well, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but you why? Know, back then, it, yeah. Why? <laughs> why, in your mind, would you have thought
2: that you'd wanted one? You know. Well, I knew something was off. Something was different with me.
0: I, I know.
2: You know, the microphone can't see the air quotes. <laughs> We call them pussy fingers here. But pussy fingers? Yeah. Right. Because no, you no, do this. You, you flip no, it's them over. It's these two, they get, they get it going. Right. These
1: are longer. Okay. And right. In. And the other one's the shocker.
2: Ask me how we have.
1: Put, put two in the pussy one in the ass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, <clears throat> So, through high
2: school, high school was interesting. Because I got into BMX at the time, so I was i was part of the outcast. I had never have been into, into sports, so I was in the outcast and outcast crew. Um, I was—we were the the misfits. Um, we had the the high school I went to, rural town just north of Memphis, right. We had tacky day every year during homecoming week. I went as a girl one day. For tacky day. Oh shit. This was my sophomore year. I never forget this. Mini skirt, pantyhose, makeup, bra, you know, stuff the bra. Damn. Whole nine yards. Happiest day of my entire high school years. Loved it. All the girls were like, oh my god, you were so freaking cute. I did not want to take that off when I got home. I stayed in it extra long after I got home that day. Wow, I was so happy that day. It never really clicked, because I mean I'm, I'm, you know, sophomore in high school. I'm you know I'm early teens. I'm still trying to figure things out. I, there was no internet at the time, you know, none of that stuff. So, I'm thinking I'm the only person on the planet like this at the moment. There's no information highway. There's none of that stuff. You know, we had Encyclopedia Britannica cross-dressing was not in it um i didn't know the keywords to look for i didn't you know i'm on my own here you know can't go to my family they're like no so i'm a leaf in the wind
0: leaf in the wind that's a good analogy
2: isn't it
1: i told my therapist i felt like i didn't plan to belong here he's like what do you mean? Here in the office, here in Florida? I was like, no, on the planets. <laughs> Damn! It's like I don't belong on Earth. This, I, this is not my place. Uh, where's my towel?
0: Damn! How, how long ago was that?
1: Right before I met you. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I found you. You, you helped me. It was good.
1: BDSM saved my life.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
2: I thought you'd like that one. Huh? I know, I like yeah. that
0: one. <laughs> I,
2: mean, I, like, I, I would sneak pantyhose out of mom's laundry and hide oh them my. in my drawers. And, you know, put them on at night pantyhose or bra. I'm like, because it felt right to me. This is, you know, I'd wear it at night because it felt right. It was the only time I'd get a chance. We had uh, a bunch of land up in West Tennessee. You know, I would put them on underneath my clothes, go out into the woods, and, you know, be able to wear undergarments out in the open, out in the woods, because that was the only place I knew where I could safely. You know, you know safely for me, I am a 15-year-old boy walking around in the woods in lingerie. <laughs> I
0: didn't know what, oh my God. a painting. That's probably not safe for
2: anyone. <laughs> Oh, the fun part is I'm carrying a 22 rifle. I called myself hunting.
0: Oh my god, that's
2: awesome! Oh, we go hunting with people picture. in the
1: forest too. We let them out loose. We give them 30 minutes head start, and then we go chase them down. Yeah. I mean, like run, bitch!
2: I didn't know what else to do. You know, how How else am I going to try to be myself without being ostracized by my family? You know, in fear of being caught. You know, I'd I'd grab the twenty-two rifle, call myself going hunting, go out into the woods, stay out in the woods for a couple hours. Because that was the only thing I knew how to do.
0: Wow. You you needed an outlet. Oh,
2: yeah. That that was my outlet. That was your
0: escape. Wow. It was. So, when you finally left home, you got married.
2: Uh, Well, let's see. First time I moved out, I was 18 that fell apart moved back in second time I moved out was out for a couple months but back in third time I moved out I said this is it make or break haven't been back to mom and dad since so I think I was 19 or 20 third time I finally moved out for the last time and I've been out have not moved back in with mom and dad but that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the third time I, I, I did the couch tour with friends you know I, I've lived with A million different roommates. Um, This was up in Memphis, living up there. So I did the the gay bar scene. I did the the cross-dressing scene up there. And this was before I knew that I was really transgender. You know, so I'd get up, get out, go out every weekend. And you know, my roommates didn't know at the time. So I would carry a duffel bag with me She's snoring? I know. i carry a duffel bag full of clothes and makeup with me, and I would find one of the little single-shot gas station bathrooms, and old me, boy self, would walk in, and fabulous girl me would walk out of that bathroom, and I would go hang out at the bars and go to the drag shows and do whatever, and then do the reverse before I went home. Get myself cleaned up most of the time. Sometimes I would go home with makeup on my face, knowing that my roommates would be asleep, and clean up after I got home, or watch the sun come up and get cleaned up, or if I found someone interesting enough to spend the night with, and get cleaned up at their house. Just depends on how the night went.
0: It's almost living a double life, you know, when you have. It absolutely is
2: living a double life. Yeah. Um, You know, but it's. Dangerous, doing it is as well. It is fear of getting caught, fear of getting attacked. You know, especially up there in Memphis. When I left Memphis, and even since then, it's been ranked number three most violent city in the nation. You know, it's the reason I've got a concealed weapons permit. It's, yeah. You know, it's, it's a tough city up there. Yeah, it is. You know, and then. Some of the, the bars that were up there at the time were not in the best places. But it's the culture. It's, it's what I had to deal with. It was what I had at the time and what I had to do.
0: Yeah. So, when did you finally decide to get married?
2: Um, well, I've been married four times. The first one, that one was a mistake. Figured out. Quick, she was doing every drug on the list. Got rid of that one real quick. How did you meet? Um, she well, back in the 90s, we had the car scene up there, Summer Avenue, hanging out. She found me there, she all she saw was a target, you know, so she found me out there hanging out. With all the cars and the mini trucks and the Mustangs and the lowriders and doing the car <laughs> show scene. Which, I'm still into cars. I mean, I'm always going to be a car girl. Cars, I mean, I rode my motorcycle <laughs> here, so. <We> I'm, know. <laughs> I'm always going to be a gearhead. Always. You know, I can lift a hood on something and I have grease up to my elbows. Just just like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, she she targeted me. She she was looking for a free ride and an easy ride, and she saw it, and, because at the time I didn't know, you know, I wasn't into anything nefarious, I never have been, but she was, and she was looking for a target and found it. Um, second one, we were together for over 10 years. Um, I helped raise her kids. That one fell apart, she was a severe alcoholic, so, that after she and I split up, that's when I moved down here in 2004 from Memphis down here to Florida. And the next one, she and I just which kind of grew apart, which we're still friends to this day. Now she lives up back at home with her parents in Virginia. Then the last one, she who shall not be named, you know. If you and I are walking down the street and she's on fire across the other side, you know, on the other side of the street, what would, what flavor of ice cream would you like?
0: Right. You know,
2: that's where I'm at with her. So, now I'm just living my life, doing my thing.
1: Okay, so I have a couple questions. 42. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: 20s.
1: So... You always knew that you had this side to you. You always knew mm-hmm. that you didn't fit into the body that you were given. And that, you know, when did you decide that you were going to transition and become the woman that you were? And the second part is, you married four women. Mm-hmm. So, you're a woman.
2: You're, you're attracted to women still? or I am still attracted to women. Uh, I've always been bi. Okay. Um, more so leaning towards women.
1: Okay. Because um, a lot of times, what I'll find a lot a lot of trans people that have transitioned are bi, but we know a lot of people that don't like women at all. We know we have a good friend that find women disgusting, even though she wants to be one. Well, mm-hmm. she is one. <laughs>
0: yeah. She it, is one. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the pussy. <laughs> who it's the she
1: pussy. Finds disgusting. The, the pussy is a, pe- a petri dish well, my favorite part. You get the right girl in front of her <laughs> I mean, you know You get the right girl in front of her and she creams herself I've, had, I've, I've brought a couple girls over and they dressed up in latex and some sexy stuff and she creams herself so, it's, all, so. it's
0: always John's girlfriend that she finds yeah. hot
1: It's because John has hot girlfriends
0: Exactly
1: <laughs> John yeah. don't do ugly
0: I know, right?
1: I'm sorry I shouldn't say that
2: um, <laughs> I knew way before I actually started prescribed hrt that i wanted to do wanted to transition mm-hmm. um it took getting beyond that deeply indoctrinated fear to be able to
1: right you have when you're raised in the cult you have to get over that part first
2: yeah and, and it is it and was deeply indoctrinated yeah it took fear.
1: me several years to be able um, to be okay
2: When I moved down here in 2004, one of the reasons was to be able to do that.
1: Then That's what I was going to ask you. When you moved from Memphis to Florida, was it easier to transition? Because Um, nobody knew you. You ran a new area. I moved down here
2: specifically because of that reason. I followed one of my best friends from high school down here. To be able to start life anew, to be able to have that freedom to live life the way I wanted to. And because of that indoctrinated fear I fell into the exact same trappings I was worried about what family and friends and people that I was meeting would think about me how how they would react how things would go I was scared I would lose my job I was scared I would lose everything that I had or that you know Uh, social anxieties, and social reactions, and at the time there were no federal protections for the LGBT community at all. So all of those fears compounded on top of everything and kept me inside my little shell. Except for my handful of friends that I knew well enough to divulge and come out to, I kept inside my little box. And I was thinking, my lucky stars that we had, Emerald City was still open at the time. So a bunch of us would get together and we would go to EC. So with us going to EC, eventually my circle started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as people found out about me. And I realized my circle didn't care. And then I started to eventually not care as much and I started letting loose those rings and I finally got to the point where I had to do something and I knew that I was going to be doing it so what I had started probably two years before I got an actual HRT I started taking uh, herbal supplements. <clears throat> um, so food grade spearmint oil is a natural testosterone blocker and Pueraria morifica is a very hard thing to say is <laughs> it's, it's spelled really goofy it's really hard to say it is a natural herb it's an estrogen supplement out of thailand i believe that um, you can get online It is not FDA approved, but it is available. Um, It is the most powerful estrogen supplement that you can get. I started taking those about two years before I got on that, you know, actual HRT. And when I did get prescribed, doctor-prescribed HRT stuff, if you don't know what HRT is, it's Hormone replacement therapy. Uh, my body was like, "Oh my God, this is what I've been waiting on all my life." It, I, it was, uh, it was amazing because finally my emotions and my mental state and everything just kind of fell into place and was like, "Ah, oh, this is what I've needed all this time." And I, I, I didn't feel awkward walking across a parking lot because something in the back of my brain was like this is off this is wrong because now i socially i came out socially i came out you know publicly i came out at work i came out to my family i came out to everybody now i could be myself without having to hide anything and life has been so much better
1: okay so when you came out you said earlier at the beginning of the interview your mom was happy to let you wear the bikini she saw these things. Oh, in she you. thought that was just a phase that her little. Boy okay, was that to that do. was the question. Was <laughs> yeah? When you came out to your family, was your mom surprised? Was she sad? What?
2: what oh yeah, they were me... all blown away. They were like, you know, but she saw it. She knew she saw oh, it. Oh, not way back then. That was. She thought that that was just something cute and something some little phase that you know, her little boys just being experimental and that was. After that was when I learned to hide everything because okay, my family. Okay, you hid it from
1: her more from everyone.
2: Yeah, moment. I hid everything from because the there were family. signs. Oh yeah, the signs I never
1: wore a bikini when I was a
2: kid. The signs, for that, oh, you'd be so cute in one. I probably <laughs> would. <were. laughs> a lot of things. I do
1: wear a kilt now, so I do wear a skirt. Bob, I have
2: a regimental. I, There's a difference between a kilt and a skirt. I, I, do you know I, what the I difference is? It. is do you great. know what you wear I, under a kilt? Nothing. Only your boots. <laughs>
1: exactly that's what I exactly what I wear in my kilt <laughs> well socks I wear socks and, and, and boots yes well
0: okay the socks
2: are acceptable as
0: well
1: and then I play with fire and burn myself it's great
2: <laughs>
1: totally not feminine <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, where was I uh, we're
0: you were picturing me it. in the kilt we're, I was gonna say <laughs> I really was I really
2: was because yeah. I because I know kilt makers Oh. Actually, you do, too. They've, they've been here before. Yeah, I need to get, you know, yeah, I need the to get a lot of kilts. people, they're friends oh, of mine. that'd my... be great. Yeah. You
1: know what? My girlfriend would I miss, like If I got a la- right? latex kilt, she would die. She's been yeah. talking about dressing me up in latex. Oh, I know.
0: Yeah. She'd cream herself. Yeah, she yeah.
1: would. My, my mom anyway, says, why? It's not about me. why
0: is John wearing a skirt? <laughs> I'm like, that's a kilt. She's like, not much difference. <laughs> Because John no, kicks There's ass. a big difference a between big difference. a
2: skirt and a kilt. Yes, there's a big difference. Especially a mini big skirt
1: difference. and a kilt. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> now she's picturing me in a mini skirt.
0: <laughs> I mean, I got a couple. That's okay, i <laughs> As she puts her fingers to her lips. <laughs>
1: okay. The only thing you wear under a mini skirt is heels, so.
0: Mmm, you get a proper thong
2: and well,
1: the heels. That
0: sounds nice, perhaps. yeah. yeah.
1: I like the dangly bits, so.
0: (laughs) Yes, you do.
1: Okay, I'm done.
0: But you know, Scott, you talk about, you know, knowing people, you know, knowing like the kilt people, you know, it's so funny because it doesn't matter what circle John and I have gone in, whether it's swingers or BDSMers or just people like just regular, you know, vanilla type people and we'll say something like oh yeah my friend sky and they're like oh you mean sky you know from, yeah oh yeah i love sky like everybody just loves you because you're so personable and friendly and, and genuine genuine oh my god yeah
1: you, it took a long time and you've, you've said a lot into this interview but you've learned how to be yourself without being afraid to be who you are
2: that was one of the hardest lessons that i've ever had to learn because I've lost a lot of people being myself,
1: and you will, um, you will. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody it, will. It, it, it doesn't yeah, matter what that's, circle. You're that's
2: in. one one lesson. You know, pe- people have asked. You know, what's something that I, I could say to you know people that are having the same issues or people that are trans and they think that they're trans, that they want to come out but they're scared. You're going to lose people but you're going to gain people as well. And the ones that you gain are your people. Um, Your chosen family is going to be much stronger than your blood family ever will any day. And you hold on to them and you love them and you keep them in your life. Those are the ones that you want in your life. Absolutely. You know, they say blood is thicker than water. I say bullshit to that. Because my family, my blood family, Most of them turned their back on me when I came out to my family because of some archaic 1,000-year-old fucking book and their cultish beliefs.
0: Yeah. They always fall back on that book, but the book has nothing to do with it. It's just them being the way they are in that cult. Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. It's ridiculous. Um, I am one of the lucky ones because my mom and dad said, we may not understand what's going on in your world, but if this is what you need to be happy, we will try to understand it and we will support you and we will do the best that we can. We're going to screw up from time to time, but, but we're here for you because we love you. I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah, that's, that's a really That's a
1: really good point that I think people forget all the time. People make mistakes. People... Have as you change the people around you have to learn how to change too and we have to learn how to forgive each other yeah you know they're gonna make they they have to change their thinking and you you might be 10 years ahead of where they are and they're trying to play catch up so when they make a mistake sometimes i use the wrong pronouns with my own friends sometimes i it doesn't mean that i don't care it doesn't mean that i don't love them i'm still you know they've been they've been doing it for thirty years and I've only be known them for it, three months. And I'm months. in the middle of it, right? Right.
2: You so know, sometimes we have to
1: give each other a little bit of grace. Yeah. And you know, if someone's important to us, we will. Yeah. So I'm glad that your parents said that we're we're going to go on this journey with you. We're going to make mistakes, and then you accepted the fact that they're going to make mistakes because you make mistakes too. Yeah. I make mistakes in my own life. It's a lot I made easier I mistakes for with my, my relationships. I've been married three times. Yeah. I realized hey, part of that is me. Part of that is me. And I have to learn in each relationship. I hopefully, I get a little bit better until I find the person that I'm supposed to be with.
2: One of the things that I did do is, like, my chosen name has the same initials as my given name. So, my lifelong nickname has always been Day or Day Day. So, having the given name of Damien Stewart Covington, my chosen name is Dara Skye Covington. So anybody that chooses that is still in my life, they can still call me Day or Day-Day because Dara starts with D-A just like Damien did. So Day or Day-Day is still good. You can still call me Day or Day-Day. I don't care. That nickname still holds true. It just means something different now, but it's still a workable nickname everything transitions over just like I'm transitioning into a, a better phase of my life and a happier phase of my life what i don't one of the things that always bugs me about people that say they can't deal with the name transition women change their last name when they get married and nobody blinks an eye at it where's the disconnect it's it's a name change Big fucking deal.
0: It might as well be a nickname. It doesn't matter. Exactly,
2: and okay. I've used I've used that uh, relation as well. With yeah, it.
0: it's just like a nickname.
2: So like calling you... you
0: sweetheart, you know, term yeah. of endearment, doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead. No, you okay?
1: You you used the, the term transition, and just kind of hit me a little bit. Do you feel like you're transitioning to something new, or you're just becoming who you already were?
2: I'm becoming who I already was.
1: Exactly. So it's not really a transition. It's more of an acceptance and a... Accepting who I've always been. I don't know the right word. But you're not transitioning into something. You already were that. You're just presenting yourself to the world as who you are.
2: Correct. It's like... I still do all the things that I did in my boy life... I hate using the boy life as right. my male life. You're still I'm the life. same person. Yeah, I'm st- Exactly. I'm doing things happier and cuter.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. girl. With a lot more
2: pink, right? <laughs> With a lot more pink and much bigger boobs. You know? And, and, and... You know, I haven't had any surgeries or procedures. This is all just what the hormones have done. They've redistributed fat. They've softened my skin they've you know given you boobies given me boobs (laughs) thank the gods yeah right um so it it is true things will shrink
0: yeah (laughs) yes they
2: will thank the gods as well (laughs) no have you thought about surgery in a fucking heartbeat I can't afford it okay I might as well buy another house and you can't I mean they won't give you a loan for that stuff you have to outright pay for it you know somebody will give me the money for it I will take it in so Harvey go fund me
0: exactly <laughs>
2: you know Sky yeah give her
1: five dollars Sky
0: wants a vagina come on people Guys, donate yeah. <laughs>
1: what
2: I gotta do you
1: know? <laughs> that's a bad that's a dangerous I know. question I know <laughs> You know, they will
2: give you money, but you got to do some things. That one thing that that's one thing that I've, I've never done is I've never asked for money from anybody for anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of against my principles of being able to support myself and being able to live on my own. Because I bought my house. I bought both my jeeps. I bought my motorcycle. I bought everything I own. I got it, nobody else.
0: Yeah, you're a strong, independent woman, that's what it takes, I get it.
2: It's probably why I'm still single, because I don't put up with anybody's bullshit, Yeah. either. I can smell bullshit from a mile away, and if somebody's bringing bullshit into my world, I will drop them like a bad fucking habit.
0: Now, before hormon- hormones, I saw you know, your previous pictures before hormones, and you've always been very attractive, but do you find that you get, you know, more action now than what you did then? Believe it or not, no. No? Really? I'm surprised. I'm surprised.
2: I am more picky now.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Because I don't put (laughs) it... I
2: have had a couple of people get through my bullshit emitter, meter and I've learned some lessons from it. Now if if my nose twitches or if I get the spidey senses up the back of my neck, cut them off because I've had a couple people get through and a couple people I thought were going to be possibly a nice guy or somebody that I thought might there might be something there. Even a couple of girls that I thought might be something there. You know, the demon come forth and I'm like, now fuck you. And I cut them off.
0: You know, one of my, my dear friends, um, she's trans as well. And she said, you know, it's it's been harder dating and trying to find potential mates now. Oh because, my God, the trolls. Yeah. Holy shit, the trolls. That's it. She said, you're either a fetish for men mm-hmm. or you attract women. That just really not for you because they're usually submissive women who aren't, they don't feel inferior to you being, you know, having that masculine gene there.
2: Yeah. I'm not looking for a sub. I'm looking, I'm not looking for a dom. I'm looking for a partner.
0: There you go.
2: I want somebody that can stand next to me. If I find somebody that could switch with. Perk up my eyebrow.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Somebody that is strong enough to stand up with me and hold my hand and be proud of me. And no, I'm not a fetish. I'm a kinky fucking bitch with the right person. I will do a lot of things with the right person.
0: I have no doubt.
2: She, she sounds just, like me.
0: I know. I mean,
2: yeah, I'm not
1: looking for a I just want somebody who I can fucking explore with and be kinky as fuck, with. Yeah.
2: But because of, because of things that have happened to me She's in my past... She's proud of me when we're out in public. <laughs> I like
0: that answer. shit that
2: have happened to me in my past, I have trust issues. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's got to be somebody that, I, that has to earn my trust for me to do a lot of things with. That's that's going to be the hard part, is finding somebody that I'm willing to trust enough to do a lot of things with. Because I've been burned, I've been hurt, I've been... Yeah, there's, there's some walls that they're going to have to learn to get through.
0: So do you think you're more attractive to trans women? I
2: think, for me, it doesn't matter. I've gone out with a couple of trans women. I've gone out with a couple of men. I've gone out with more women than anything, basically. Um, Most of them have ended up just turning into friendships. So, to me, it doesn't matter. I mean, my belly ring's got the the pansexual (laughs) symbol on it, so...
0: You got a fucking matter. sign for them right there. Yeah. Even... this is just above my genitals right here. So I'm feeling it's all sexual right, right there. <laughs> John needs a belly button ring that says whore. Yeah. <laughs> Sluts and whores need Slut... a pie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the slutty, the better.
2: Exactly.
1: I
0: like freaks. <laughs> But you know, Scott, I've always loved your energy. You're fun. You're just carefree. You're just a beautiful person. And I always think of you as that butterfly in that cocoon, and now the cocoon's gone. You know.
1: Make the sound. (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) When we cut him from the saran
2: wrap.
0: That's right. In bondage. We do that. You know, we talk about extreme bondage. And John, I, I told him before we were talking on an episode. And it's like for a lot of people who mm-hmm. struggle so much and they have all these inner fears. Uh-huh. And when we do that saran wrap, and they, we wrap them up and wrap them up. And I, you know, I'll, I'll do torture. I'll do like sensual domination. I do different things with them. Uh-huh. And at the very end, after they've been in that cocoon for the last hour sweating their asses off. It's almost like heated sauna. <laughs> I run that run that uh, set of scissors you know, all the way up, and then it goes, Poof, you know. <laughs> so yeah, but you're out of your cocoon now. Mm-hmm. So then I am. Where do you see yourself in the next five, ten years?
2: I honestly have no idea. Um,
0: I have enough trouble trying to plan the next week to the year. You're a busy girl too. You've you've always got plans. I do. <laughs> it is hard to nail me
2: down to do anything. Oh, we can nail you down. We can cross.
0: I'm sorry John is really horny I know Um, (laughs) that's not the reason I've seen that cross it's in John's bedroom you know (laughs) like you do (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's true so Skye what advice would you give to women just like yourself
2: hmm Take the first step, especially if if it's constantly on your mind. If it's something that, because I know how I was, it was always there, never went away. The urge isn't a strong enough word. Need isn't a strong enough word. Desire isn't a strong enough word. It's something that is in your bones and in your soul that you know you have to do. Um, It's one of those things that you know. It's like, are you left
0: or right-handed? How do you know? It just comes naturally, right? Exactly. Exactly.
2: You just know that you have to do it because it is not And the thing is, it it is not a path. (coughs) Excuse me. It is not a path, I suggest, for anybody. Unless you have to. But if you have to, do it. Because your life
0: might depend on it. I do have one other question. It's probably a question I should have asked, you know, three questions ago. But, you know, different people that I've met that have become friends, you know, being trans, you know, a lot of them say, you know, I wish I would have done this in my 20s, I wish I would have done it sooner. Mm-hmm. And I said, but if you did, you know, you would have gotten married, you wouldn't have the child, you know, you wouldn't have gone through, you know, your military service or you wouldn't have gone through, you know, what you did in your 20s. You wouldn't be the same person you are now. There you go, you know. Because I look at, and this is the only thing political that I will say, because John's like at the beginning, we're not getting political, are we? I'm like, no. Well,
1: I said that because there's a lot of political <laughs> there, stuff behind there, this right now. There well, is. There oh is. God, God, she, yeah.
0: There is. But my thing of it is, I feel like you hear so many children and kids in their your teens and 20s. That is a scare tactic that the politicians are using
2: right now because there is so much bullshit red tape and hoops that trans people have to jump through to even begin HRT. When they're talking about it's so easy for kids to get on HRT, they are fucking lying. They're lying through their teeth and they know it. They're using it as scare tactics to get votes, that's all it is.
0: My question, though, <clears throat> surrounding that is, do you think that kids now that are 17, 18 years old, do you think they need to wait and kind of see where they are when they're 30?
2: There's no blanket answer to that. It is a case-by-case case thing. There is no blanket. This covers all.
0: Yeah. Yeah
2: there's not one it's not an this is not an easy thing that's why the psychologists and the endocrinologists and the doctors that have to approve of someone before they start HRT have to go one person at a time on a case-by-case basis and each person has to get approval by each one of these doctors, the boxes have to be checked off in a a specific order before you are approved on a case-by-case basis. There is no blanket to it, So, and, and it's just, there's a lot to it, and it's pain in the ass. So when the politicians are saying it's so easy for them to get on it, they're lying through their fucking teeth. And they're doing it to get votes. That's all it is to it. And it drives me crazy because they're using the kids as a tool. And it's not for the kids' protection at all. They're doing it for votes. Gotcha. Had I had more information when I was younger, had I known things, my life would have turned out different. But I would not be the same person I am now. So there, you know, there's that butterfly effect thing. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I, I would not be the same person that I am now.
0: Yeah.
2: So I mean, there's, there's not an easy answer to that question. So,
1: it's important to know that it, it's difficult to get onto these treatments. But the, to piggyback off of her question. You knew at a young age that something was off, mm-hmm. you didn't know what it was until later. Do you feel like someone is mature enough at 16, 17, 18 years old to really make that decision? I, mean, I know you said it's not really a blanket statement, but did you know that young that that's what you really wanted to do?
2: I knew when I was that young that I was different. I knew that there was something off. I didn't know what it was because I didn't have the terminology and I didn't have the knowledge. Kids nowadays are so lucky because the knowledge is at their fingertips. All they gotta do is pick up a phone, grab a laptop, get on a computer, grab a tablet. They've got so much information at their fingertips that they can look at and it's all there. Unfortunately, a lot of it is misinformation, but there are reputable websites that they can go to and get real information, get accurate information. Um, There are groups out there that are devoted to the trans community or the LGBTQ community to get accurate information out there to anyone that needs it. Which is a good thing. I wish I had had that information when I was little.
0: Yeah.
1: And like you said, you know, we grew up in a different era, a Mm -hmm. different age. I remember in the eighties and nineties, being gay was a huge thing. People you would see on the news, even in my local community, people were being killed for being gay. They were being Mm -hmm. beaten up and you know, you'd see it in San Francisco, they would just (sighs) brutally attack people for being gay that, let alone being transgender now it's a lot more acceptable
2: yeah it, it is but that rhetoric is being aimed it, at the it trans is. community right it, now. it
1: is but do you find that do you think it would have been easier to be a child now even though that rhetoric is yeah you would have the definitely. more information and you'd have more support
2: Well, the, the world is more accepting of the trans community now than it was then or, or even, you know Especially with the gay community now, than it was then. Um, it's way more accepted, you know. Nowadays, kids don't think twice if you know a teenager says, "Well, I'm gay," or I'm, you know. Now, if if a, a teenager says that I'm trans, now they freak out about it. But if they say I'm gay, it's no big deal. Right,
1: and I, you know, I hear the comment and I see it in people a lot. Well, people are. There's more people that are gay now because now it's okay. I don't think it's more people are gay. I think it's more people are willing to say that they I have agree. those feelings. I agree. We don't have more people that are transgender. We have more people that are willing to explore and accept who they are because it's now it's it's a it's not a more people are it's willing okay to say that they is are. Is a big word more, because it's still not willing, okay. But
2: there's more willing to admit that they are
1: right they have
2: they're not they have as, a they're bigger not community that they
1: can fall back on and they have support yeah. they have websites that they can go to yeah because i know as a mormon utah has one of the highest rates of teen suicide in the country and the reason why is because they would rather kill themselves than be gay yeah because of the cult yeah if they would rather be dead than be gay so so, yeah. so they kill themselves and it's horrible. Utah also has the highest rate of pornography prescriptions in the country. Because the the husbands and the fathers are looking secretly looking at pornography because sexuality is repressed so much. Uh-huh. That's the way that they express it. There's a lot of child abuse, sexual child abuses. You know, you hear about the Catholic Church a lot, but Mormonism's not any better. Southern Baptist isn't any better. Presbyterian no. isn't any better. Anytime you suppress sexuality, anytime you suppress who someone is, it's going to come out in negative ways, and you, and you can't control how it comes out. It's just yeah. like prohibition. When we tried to control the sale of alcohol, and make it illegal. What happened? We we formed the mafia. You know
2: exactly right.
1: You you make things illegal. You make them. You vilify things. People are still going to do them. They're going to find ways to do them. But now you made it dangerous.
0: Yeah. Well, I was raised Catholic. We had a trans lady that she would always be in the back of the church. There was never any issues. You know, we were always introduced to the parishioners. Right, there's always good people in the religious. Yeah, we never had that issue, and even being raised that, you know, being you know gay was never a factor. You know, my parents never put an emphasis on that, and they didn't in the church either.
2: I had a Presbyterian preacher invite me to service one time. I said, you know, I appreciate the invite, but you know, I have a good relationship with God. He's, I like him. He likes me. But 98% of his fan clubs scare the crap out of me. Right? And he was like, I'm going to have to chew on that. I said, yeah, go ahead. Use it in a sermon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Wow. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, religion is the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got a sticker on the back
2: of one of my jeeps. It says, fuck politics, fuck religion, stop dividing us. There you go. And that's exactly okay. what it does. It divides us.
0: That's right.
2: Those two things right there have done more damage in this country than anything else. Oh, in history. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they
1: do it all over the world.
0: Absolutely. If you're in
1: India, if you're not Hindu, there's a problem. If you're in the Middle East, if you're not Muslim, it's a problem. If you're in mm-hmm. America, if you're not Christian, it's a problem.
0: Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Well, kids, it's been fun. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> Sky, thanks. Great thanks interview. for coming. I'm glad I could come back. Yes. Right. And let's do it again in a year. And let's see okay. how it. Let's see the, the new changes. Okay. It's going to be
1: a new segment. Fuck yeah. Where is Sky this year? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be like a time what, lapse. What am I doing this year? Yeah. Right? All right. Well, until next time make all of your becoming your genuine self-fantasies become reality.